Creating and rekindling memories. NHR. They are the five penny piece, of course, and e bargum. Yeah, if there's after a good neat app, then I can tell you where to go. Uh, well, somebody can tell you where to go anyway, in the best possible taste, of course. Uh, my guest, my second guest this morning uh, is a gentleman called Phil Green. Um, he, he, he's, he's got a lot of education behind him. BA Honours in Performing Arts, an MA in Theatre uh, and a PhD from the University of Salford. What a clever bloke. And I'm very pleased to say that he's on the other end of this line. Good morning, Phil. How are you? Morning, Kev. I'm great. Great, thank you, yeah. Lovely stuff. Now then, um, a good neat at Derby Studio Theatre, Saturday the 7th of October, it all starts at 8 o'clock. Where did the concept of uh, a good neat at come from? Oh, blimey. Um, it, it came from that that list of qualifications that you read out, which is, a, a, I've never been introduced like that. That's a, a first. Very impressive. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> but it came from... Uh, when I was doing my PhD, I set off to look at why so many of our so-called great comedians have come from the north of England. You know, people like Malcolm and Wise, Les Dawson, Norman Evans, you know, all, 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 all that lot. And it kind of morphed into more of a, an exploration of place. Because obviously I'm, I'm, I'm from the north of England. I'm from Wakefield originally in West Yorkshire. So I was kind of looking at my relationship with the, with the North, with Yorkshire, with the little pit village that I'm from. Um, and so, yeah, so it just became an exploration of, of place, I suppose, and how it shapes our identity and how we shape those places as well, if that makes sense. Absolutely, yeah. And, and I think it's very important to, to keep that sort of culture um, because I, I think... Recently, over the past, what, 10, 20 years, I, I think culture has, I don't know, it's been diluted um, a little bit. Uh, same as accents as well. And I know that there's been a recent BBC thing um, about Yorkshire accents and, and sort of keeping that Yorkshire accent. And I love a good accent. Um, but how important do you think regional accents are? in? Because you've worked in TV and radio and theatre. How important do you think regional accents are in the, you know, those medias? I think it's I think it's really important in, in terms of uh, as you say culturally and, and and the differences in language because the, the language of the the regions of all the regions is just so rich. Um, so to lose that richness would be a, a real shame. Um, and that richness is added to all the time. You know there there are new phrases that pop up and new words for things. So it's a, it's an ongoing process. It's not you know it's not set in aspic. It's not set for all time. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I think that's I think that's really important. And I think it's uh, in terms of being a, a, an actor and a performer, uh, I'd say you know keep keep your regional accent, but as long as you can lose it and change it for for playing other parts. I've I, I've told my uh, my kids that uh, you know if you go down south and you ask for a chip cob, they won't know what you're talking about because it is all sorts of chip baps and and all all sorts of stuff like that. And I I just love the the, the Nottingham accent, the Yorkshire accent, Leicestershire's not 
I don't think got so much of a different accent. But then when you go to Sheffield, you've got the Sheffield accents and everything. And, and it's great. I love hearing different accents. Uh, I mean, where would a, a lot of the radio presenters um, be without keeping their accent? I don't think they'd be as popular as, uh, you know, what, what they have been. So wh- where did it all start for you regarding acting and performing? Oh, Lordy. Um... I think it's just something I always wanted to do as a kid. I was always kind of in the school productions and what have you. So it, it just grew from there, really. So, yeah, I did uh, I did my BA with what was Leicester Polytechnic, now De Montfort University, and then went on to be an actor after that. So uh, originally wanted to do kind of small-scale tours, community theatre, that kind of thing. Uh, which I managed to do. Got my got my first job in Hull, as a matter of fact. Moved to London and got my first job in Hull. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it went on from there, really. And, of course, nowadays you, you teach at uh, Derby Theatre itself with their arts programme, uh, which, yeah. which, which yeah. I, I love that it's sort of all come round again and, you, you know, you're sort of offloading all your knowledge as well to, to others, which, which I love that. Um, now, I you said you've been, you know, you were born in Wakefield. I imagine that uh, being born and brought up in, in sort of that area, there's an endless source of topics and anecdotes um, surrounding Northern culture uh, that, that can be added to a show like A Good Neat Out. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's what the show's about, really. It's kind of this kaleidoscope of experiences um, about being from the North and how people view you and how you view yourself and how those views might collide at times uh, and how people make assumptions about you because of where you're from. Um, I mean, that, that that used to happen to me as a teenager because the, the pit village that I was from had a bit of a, uh, shall we say, a spicy relationship, um, particularly amongst the West Yorkshire constabulary. So, so if they knew you were from there, straight away they were making assumptions about you. So, you know, if I wanted to get into a nightclub, for example, and I told them I was from the village I'm from, they wouldn't let me in. So I, I used to have to lie and say I was uh, um, from a, a place called Sandal in Wakefield, where one of my mates lived, which was a bit posher. <laughs> you see, I... <laughs> so it's full of things like that and, and you know, stories about my own, my own family, uh, because they, my, you know, all my family lived in the the village as well, all my aunts, uncles, and cousins, and that kind of stuff. So there's a big kind of family party at the end of it, where they all all these characters appear. Yeah, and look, there's look, there's there's something in it for everyone. There's there's music, there's singing, there's comedy, there's a bit of romance in there, there's even a bit of clog dancing in it. So. Ah, you see, I was going to come on to that as well because uh, since since I put uh, up on Facebook that you're going to be on the program, I've had quite a few people contact me uh, saying what a brilliant show it is because they came to see it at the Nottingham Playhouse uh, and they said you've yeah. got to go and see it. It's a brilliant, brilliant show. And uh, I, I was sort of reading up on it and and clog dancing. I thought, well, yes, I know this is the sort of thing that maybe happened in sort of Yorkshire and those sort of ridings. Uh, maybe a, a while ago. Um, have you tried clog dancing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I learned, to, I learned to clog dance, funnily enough, for this show. Because part, part of it is looking at stereotypes and cliches. Yeah. Um, and one of the stereotypes and cliches is, you know, the, the, the mill worker or the pit worker 
or even the, the dockers in Hull uh, making their way down the street in their clogs early in the morning uh, and obviously moving on from that clog dancing. So uh, it's just one of the uh, one of the cliches and stereotypes I chuck in there, you know, to have a another look at, it, as it were. So how long? I'm I'm fascinated by this now. How long did it take you to clog dance to learn how to clog dance? Because I mean, you, you look at clogs; they're these wooden things. They look incredibly uncomfortable to wear. Um, and you know, once you've got your feet in them, how do you clog dance? How long did it take you? Yeah, they're not very comfortable. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, to be honest, I wouldn't say I was a clog dancer. I've learned um, several clog steps, which allow me to kind of do as much clog dancing as I need to do in the show. Uh, I actually went down to, there's a clog dancing group in, um, based in Nottingham. For the life of me, I can't remember their name now. That's outrageous. But uh, I went I went to their weekly sessions and they were very, very patient with me and uh, showed me the steps and what have you. So I, was, I managed to join in um, some of their um, run-throughs, tunes that they do uh, at events. Um, and then you just keep practising, really. So, you know, when I had a moment to myself in the kitchen, I'd try out these steps or even in the shower. Uh, try the steps not with clogs on in the shower by the way yeah just with bare feet uh, yeah so just just so you've got that muscle memory of what those what those steps are you, you see I, I i've never seen anybody clog dancing um and i this is one thing that i can't wait to see when i come along on saturday um to to see somebody actually clog dancing in front of me maybe they ought to introduce this into strictly come dancing into what, one of <laughs> one of their things, celebrity clog dancing. That would be yeah, amazing. Yeah. It'd be very noisy, I imagine. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just, uh, on Saturday, Kev, don't blink or you might miss it. It doesn't last too long. <laughs> I'll try not to. I'll try not to blink then. Uh, but I mean, I'm so looking forward to coming see uh, your show because everybody has told me what a brilliant show it is and how funny it is and. As I say, I love accents. I do. I'm fascinated by accents. So, obviously, with it be called, uh, being called a good neat act, you know, I'm, I'm obviously going to come and have a have a look at that one. Um, so, <laughs> I, I can't wait. As I said, it's at uh, Derby Studio Theatre, Saturday the seventh of October. It's eight pm. Now, that's the Studio Theatre, which is downstairs. If you're in the car park, you will see it straight away. It, it, it's down there. So, so where can people get tickets from? Um, to, you know, to come and see the show. It, uh, go on to the Derby Theatre website. And, you know, click on what's on. Um, it's there. They'll be able to. They'll be able to go. Um, you know, follow the link and book a ticket. Or even, I mean, I suppose you could risk it and turn up on the night and see mm. if you can get get one on the door. But uh, to be safe, I'd go through the website. Obviously. It's a, it's a nice it's a nice sister piece, to be honest, to what's on in the main house, which is which is brassed off. Yes. So, yes. Uh, the two, the two really complement each other. They they do indeed, um, because it's I think it's the Derwent Brass Band who are performing all the music in, in Brastoff as well. So it, it's yeah, it it's all around that that sort of area of the country, and uh, I'm going to see that. I think it's uh, not this coming week, but the week afterwards. Um, oh, you're into it. Oh, I, I love Brastoff. I really do. And as I say, I'm hoping. Well, I know it's going to be an, an education for me to come down on Saturday and and see. The one the clog dancing, 
but everything else that people have told me uh, about. And as you say, don't risk trying to get a ticket on the night. Get your tickets sort of through online or through however you get them because the studio theatre is not a massive theatre um, and I imagine that is going to sell out pretty quickly. I, I don't imagine that there's many tickets left, actually. Um, yeah, so. I mean, yeah, it's going really well, actually. There's, 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 uh, there's not a huge amount of tickets left, yeah. Yep, so get those but... tickets while you can um and and come along and see a good neat at uh, derby studio you see i'll be talking like this now all day uh i will, I will so i've got that i've got that, that is it the accent or the accent i don't know <laughs> to accent. however you feel i think <laughs> oh i'll have a good go at it anyway so phil it's been a pleasure speaking to you as i say i can't wait for next saturday uh to, to come and see the show and I just know it's going to be an education for me, and I'm, I'm going to love it as well. So uh, thank you so much for taking your time out, telling us a little bit about yourself and uh, and the show as well. And uh, all, I mean, all I can say really is, is, and I don't want to say break a leg, because with clog dancing, that's quite possible. <laughs> um, so, But break a leg, can't wait to see it. It sounds an absolute blast. And if, if it's true what everybody's been telling me, it's just going to be a very special neat at uh, next next Saturday. So have a good rest of your Sunday, uh, Phil, and we'll see you down there next Saturday night. Yeah, thanks, Kev. Cheers, thanks Phil. It's been... real, real pleasure. Thank oh, you. Pleasure's all mine, mate. See ya. Take care. Bye. Bye. Did you know that Nottingham Hospital Radio is a registered charity? As a result, we rely on people like you to donate to it. All our members are committed volunteers who run the service for the benefit and entertainment of the patients in the Queen's Medical Centre and City Hospitals. Research has shown that listening to hospital radio can positively benefit a patient's recovery, and we think it's a very worthwhile thing to do. Donating to NHR is easy and rewarding, so please log on to nhradio.org.uk and go to the donate page. That's nhradio.org.uk slash donate. You'll be glad you did. And thank you.